So I'm excited today. I'm gonna I'm gonna launch a new uh, series uh, this morning, and the title of it is called "A Recipe for Success." And um, and so uh, the emphasis being on recipe. Um, we're going to talk about the recipe. I'm going to introduce this. I'm excited because over the next several weeks, I've got six different uh, speakers who are going to speak to specifics in these areas of ingredients right from our City Point family. We just have the greatest folks right here. I mean, we do. We don't have to really, I mean, you know, I don't have to go out and hunt for great speakers They're, and ministers. They're all right here. I don't know how many of you got to hear Jay Wacasey this week on Lakeshore. Dude, that that was awesome. I mean, we have we have legitimate stars in this church. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, Tammy a couple of weeks ago was on the Steve Harvey show. I mean, it's just like the favor of God is all over this place. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like. I'm so proud of, of what God is doing and, and to be a part of that and, and just to, and to share in it and rejoice in it with you. And, and man, if you get an opportunity to get on television, take it. If you don't want it, give it to me. I don't know why nobody's inviting me on television. So since they didn't invite me, I'm just going to go live stream and, and I'm going to get on there one way or another. I mean, come on, if you got a contact on television, let me know. Give me the hookup. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm joking. This is where I love to be, right here. You know, I'm not looking to, I, I could, listen, we could do a great church reality TV show right here. It would be hilarious. If you can think of a good name for it, give it to me. We may just do that too and launch it alongside of everything else, wouldn't it? I mean, why not? So this this series, though, that uh, and next week, so next Sunday, Adele is going to be bringing the first ingredient to this recipe because I'm just going to introduce it. And if you saw if you saw my uh, little vlog from the uh, weekend email, which only about. A handful of you, y'all aren't paying attention, and uh, it's really hurting my feelings. And um, so I, I talked about the recipe and how that we're going to share this. And I, you know, I, I bought this. Uh, I bought this cake mix. You know, Betty Crocker. Thank God for Betty Crocker. I don't know who Betty is. She must have been a good baker, I guess. I don't know. And uh, but when you buy this, you know, you buy this cake mix. It's it, you notice it says super, super moist. You know, that's super, super moist. And uh, and and everything, you know, you, you get this, you buy this, but you know, not everything is in the box, right? I mean, there's some things you got to bring to this, and that's kind of where I want to I want to get to because you know a lot of us you've spent you spent years of your life however long some of you sh- sh- more or some of you less 
you know, um, messing up the recipe for success. How many of you have had a few flops in your life? Yeah, seriously. I mean, if you, how many of you like when it comes to cooking, have you ever cooked something and it was just a flop? When my wife, can I tell this story? So when my wife and I got married, you know, she didn't know how to cook. I'm, but she was trying. And one night she, you know, we were living on, this is the truth. We were living on hot dogs because it's pretty hard to mess up a hot dog. Unless you put ketchup on it, then you've ruined it. And man, y'all get violent over ketchup. So, and we lived on uh, hot dogs and spaghetti because it wasn't hard to open a can of ragu. And well, she got adventurous, and I said, you know, we're sitting there. I said, man, what if it would be, you know, because my mom was this great cook. My, my mom was a hillbilly. And man, my mama made great food. I grew up, I mean, this, I didn't get like this because, uh, you know, I trained for the Olympics. I got like this because I ate butter beans and cornbread, fried okra, green beans cooked in bacon grease. Come on now, shout amen somebody. And, uh, and so I said, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of like, I, I, I couldn't keep going back to my mom and dad's because I would every chance I get it. And I'd always plan my visits at supper time. I said, Terry, you think you could try something maybe? Like, you know, let's try something. Let's get adventurous and, you know, cook it something. And she goes, uh, okay, let's, tomorrow night I'll make meatloaf. Remember this? And uh, I mean, she was learning. She was trying. I mean, I got an A for effort. She makes this meatloaf. I don't know what she did. She, she, I don't know if she followed a recipe or she just, you know, like a lot of people just wing it. That's how a lot of people live their life. They just wing it. She makes this meatloaf. I'm kind of coming home from work and I'm thinking, man, it's going to be so good to have meatloaf, mashed potatoes and gravy. And man, I'm salivating. She pulls this meatloaf out, out of the oven and, and serves it. And I go to get some and I'm like, oh, sloppy Joe's tonight. I think she forgot a couple of things, like the bread and the egg to bind it together, right? I mean, you know, meatloaf is more than throwing a pound of ground beef in a pot and baking it. I mean, you could do that, but that's like a hamburger. Are you with me? I I got a point here, not just a... Because she she learned to cook, she did in time. She got she got to, she got to asking around, getting recipes. We have this old cookbook at home that's full of recipes that she's gotten. We we with something we liked, and we said, "Could we have the recipe?" And she makes some of these great things. That, and I noticed the other day she pulled it out and 
she made these pickles, and man, they are so good. And you have to follow the recipe because you have to put everything in it for it to have, you have to put everything in it to have the right outcome. And if you leave something out, it's going to flop. And so I'm, I'm here today to, to, because like, so like here, you know, with Betty, Betty here, um, you know, it has everything in here, but, but what it says, you will need water, vegetable oil, and three eggs. So, you know, what this is, is the premix of everything. But now you and I know that if you're a real baker, you would never do this. No, you would not. I mean, real real bakers don't buy cakes in a box. <laughs> cheater. You're a cheater. That's what you are. You're a cheater. Listen, you can just skip this whole thing and go to Walmart. They make some pretty good cakes at Walmart, too. But they're not like, listen, they're not like homemade. They're not like made from. Don't argue with me. And so. A real, because here's the thing too, and if, you know, and I, you notice that I got, I picked this kind special. This is called the devil's, devil's food. How many of you like devil's food cake? But here's the thing. If you don't, if you're, if you don't follow the recipe, if you don't do what they say, this is not going to have the right outcome. But first of all, you really, if you're going to bake a cake and do it right, you shouldn't, you shouldn't use a, this. So we have somebody, we have somebody in the church here that, that, uh, a Carol, that really is a baker. Now, so this, this is, uh, well, this is a box that I can't open. And so I asked Carol to help me and, um, you know, and to make some cakes for me. Today, to, look at this. You don't, you won't get that out of there. That, that's, blue's my favorite color too. And then, look at this one. Can you see that? This is why we need TV. We could have that up on the, and then look at this beautiful one. You see that? I mean, look at all the attention to detail and everything there. You won't get that out of a, you won't get that out of a box. Are you with me? All right, I'm going to get back to that, but in the meantime, I want to, I want to talk to you about and lay down some general principles. So if, if you have the U version on your phone, these notes are in your phone. If you came in, you could have, you should have got an insert and, uh, it's actually just a, today's notes and announcements and so on. But, um, I want to get started here. If there's a recipe for success in life, it starts with picking the right ingredients. So the right ingredients, depending on what you're going to do, you don't, you know, depending on what your goals and what your aim, you, you, you start with the right ingredients. And so I want to read to you a passage of scripture 
that uh, is a, contains this recipe uh, for success out of Psalm 119, it's, and it's David. And he says, Lord, in the night I remembered your name, and I obeyed your teachings. You see, because it's in the teachings of God's and God's word that we get the principles or the ingredients for successful life. Make no mistake about it. You, you can have a lot of things, but if, but if you don't, if you don't get the principles from God's word for life, then the outcome is not going to be what you expected or hoped for. And now notice David says in the night, because this is generally where we all head to. We all come to places where in the darkness of our, of our life, some, there's some point of crisis. There's always some point where we're, we find ourselves in, in dire straits or, or we find ourselves in need. We find ourselves hurt. We find ourselves, uh, we, we just find ourselves in a, in a, in a difficult place. That's what you would like in night. In that darkness when it, it, it's harder to see and, you, you might, maybe you've lost your way. And he said, Lord, I remembered then because, you know, here I am, I'm in the night. And then I start remembering, well, Lord, you have laid out a way. You've laid out some teachings. And, and here's what David says. He said, this happened because I carefully obey your instructions. That's what a recipe is. A recipe is, is a laid out set of instructions about what to put in and how much to put in because it, it's all important. It's, it's all, everything for it to have the right outcome has to be in it and everything has to be in it proportionally. And then he says, Lord, I decided that my duty is to obey your commandments because that's, that's the, that's my responsibility because nobody's going to answer for my outcome but me you know if i bake this cake i can't blame you for the outcome let me say that again when i bake this cake i can't blame you for the outcome because that's what a lot of people want to do they want to they want to live their life and do it their own way do it like with a pinch of this and maybe a little of that but and when it flops then they want to blame somebody else. They want to blame something else. Like, like that shouldn't have happened. And if it wasn't for them, this outcome would have been different. But no, the ultimate result of whatever we're baking rests with the baker. And even though God gives us the recipe for life, He still gives you the option whether you're going to follow it or not. And so David says, I beg you with all of my heart, be kind to me as you promised. Lord, help me. Because you ever, you ever, you know, been under the pressure? I mean, if you're under the pressure to, to do something, maybe this cake was for a huge wedding and you're under the pressure, you have a date to pr- have it done by and you want it to be perfect and all of that pressure and, 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 and you're, and you're just hoping there's no, there's no glitch in it. And, and so you need God's favor. You need God's blessing. And he says, uh, be kind to me. 
But I, but let me just assure you that when you follow God's recipe for success, that God promises to honor and favor the outcome. Because principles are, are, are what you follow that will guarantee your result. Because that's how God's nature is. God doesn't change His mind. He doesn't change His his approach, he says, if you'll do this, I'll do that. If you believe, you will receive. You see, God God has it all laid out, and it's very plain, it's very clear. Then he says, I thought very carefully about my life. Now that's a really important thing right here, because let me just encourage you, whether you're young or old, you need to think carefully about your life. You need to think carefully about what you're trying to get to, especially, let me just speak to the young people here today. Young people that are, and most of them are out with Amanda and Pastor Kyle. Thank God for our prime youth. Didn't they just do awesome last week? And so, uh, but I want to encourage you to think carefully about your life because the idea is that you know that you know we we kind of have given the idea in in church that life is kind of like Forrest Gump's candy box. You never know what you're going to get. But I submit to you that if you will follow God's instructions, you will always know what you're going to get. Because God promises that the person who will obey Him will always have the same outcome that if you obey Him and follow Him, that you're promised to eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. That it's not up to karma. It's not good luck. You don't have to check your horoscope because the stars have not laid it out for you. You make the decision of what your outcome is going to be by simply being obedient to God. We're cooking now. And so he said, I thought very carefully about my life. You know, I, I was talking to a young lady here this morning, and she's, she's only, I think she told me 13. She's thinking a lot about Jesus. I told her, I said, you know, it took me a lot longer to realize how important Jesus is to life. You know, some people never get to that place where they find that he is the missing ingredient. Because you can have everything, but if you don't have Jesus, really, what do you have? No, seriously, if you got money and fame and a career and a family, but you have no Jesus, man, what, what's the point? And so I thought carefully about my life and I decided to follow your rules. Now I want you to, I don't want you to get in a legalistic mindset here, but I want you to get in this mindset. Instead of using the word rules, use the word recipe. I mean, it's not a hard and fast rule that if you're cooking, that you have to do something. If you choose to, you can say, well, I don't, I'm not going to do that. But then is what is going to be the outcome of that? That's what you have to ask yourself. 
So he says, I made a conscious decision to follow the recipe. Hello? I think, listen to me, I think you have to predetermine that you are always going to follow God's recipe. Because too many Christians, I'm not talking about sinners, I'm talking to Christians. Too many Christians let the circumstances determine what they decide they're going to do. And that's why there's an inconsistency. And sometimes there's a good turnout when you happen to do the right thing. And a bad turnout when you happen to do the wrong thing. And then when we do the wrong thing, we look for a scapegoat instead of really just repenting and say, God, I missed it. I didn't do what you said to do. So when you leave here today, you're going to get wisdom on how to succeed in life and how to bake a beautiful cake. It doesn't get any better than that. No, seriously, how, where, where can you go to church these days and learn how to bake beautiful cakes and learn how to apply that to living your life and get to, and, and, and get to eat your cake and have it too? And so he says, without wasting any time, I hurried back. Everybody say, I hurried back. You know what that means? He strayed away. He started mixing some things in he shouldn't have mixed in. He's forgot some things that he should have not forgotten. He, 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 he just, he, he forgot. He lost his way and he said, without wasting any time, man, that's, I'm, that's what I'm all about here. I mean, listen, there's no time to waste. If you've messed up, if your cake has flopped and your life, and I'm talking about your life now, you understand. If your cake has flopped, don't waste any time. Get back to Jesus and let's start a new one. Because that's the beauty of Jesus. Anybody can start brand new. Hallelujah. <laughs> If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. I've had a few flops. In fact, I, if I wrote a book, I could my book would be about how many flops. Because I'm really good at flopping. But I'm learning that if you just follow God's recipe, let's let me lay down some of these principles with you. The ingredients in this recipe are a set of beliefs and practices that have been handed down for centuries and are contained in the Word of God. The recipe are a set of beliefs and practices that have been handed down for centuries and they're contained in the Word of God. They're all right there. Amen, Pastor Mike. Number two, when combined in a correct and measured way, they create something very powerful and very good. Say amen. It's not like any recipe. When you combine them in the right way with the right measure, with the right combination, there's a great outcome. It's very powerful. It's very good. That's the Christian life. Here's the problem. Most of us as Christians are living very unbalanced life. Too much of this and not enough of that. 
Even the early church, Jesus talked to his disciples one day. They, they, a man came to Jesus and said, can you help my son? I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't help him. How much is that like the church today? And then Jesus looked at the boy and Jesus delivered the boy and Jesus got the boy set free and, and the, and the, and, and, and the, and the boy's life was completely delivered and changed and his disciples came to him later and said, Lord, why couldn't we cast him out? And Jesus said, cause there's a couple ingredients that you guys have, have missed. This kind go without, but by prayer and fasting. Hmm. Hmm. It's hard to talk about fasting with all this right here, isn't it? But you see, if there's, if there's something missing, then there's just something missing. So when I had, I asked Carol to bake these cakes, you know, I, I, I told her, I said, you know, make them, I, I, she went way over the top. I said, just make them pretty. But I said, I want you to make them different. And so I said, I, I want you to make a cake that's missing a couple of things. I want you to make a cake that's missing a few things. How's that? And, uh, and so I said, let's, and I haven't, we, we didn't like run a test in this. But I got an idea that there's, there's three different outcomes here. And even though they all look beautiful on the outside, it's what's on the inside that counts. And I don't care how many flowers you put on it and beads and pretty icing. And as much as my wife loves icing, no, I'm not kidding. She will throw the cake away, eat the icing. Me, I, I, I need that, I need the balance. I mean, my wife would eat sugar out of a five-pound bag of sugar. But I like balance. I'm not that hooked on just sugar. And I think, I think we have to ask ourselves in, the, in light of like where you are as your walk with God, are there some things missing in your life? I'm not saying that you're, you know, that, that, that you're not pretty. I feel pretty. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to lay guilt or condemnation on you because the proof is in the pudding. So I need somebody to help. Luke, come on up here. Help me. This is, I want you to, I want you to do a taste test. Come stand over here where I am. Okay, so now this, this is to me like this is the most beautiful cake. I mean, can you take a look at that? Somebody should take a picture of that. And it looks beautiful. Why don't you give it a taste? Get the cake. Get, get, get the cake. Not just the icing. Got to get down to the heart of the matter. It's what? 
It's real what? Hard. Real hard. Ooh. There's nothing tricky in there, so you know, there's no poison or nothing going to give you. I, I, I want to put a cl- disclaimer in here. It's real hard. It's like a hockey puck, isn't it? Not very good. You need some water? You need some water? How was the taste? The icing's good. The icing's good. How's the cake? Listen, that's the way some of y'all are. No, you're hard. Your heart is hard. Jesus dealt with that in his church too, you know. He said, because of the hardness of your heart. How do you get a hardened heart? You leave out some key ingredients. Yeah, you can, and you can make it all look really good. As Christians, we know how to make it all look really good on the outside. But when somebody goes to test it and taste it, then they see And that's why the world has such a problem and an issue with the church. Because a lot of us are just like that cake right there. We look good on the outside, but we're hard and difficult to swallow on the inside. You see, if you don't put, and here's, here, you know, you know why this is, you know why this is hard? She left out some key ingredients. And do you know your heart gets hard when you leave out key ingredients? The trouble is many of us get focused on one thing, one dimension. My gift. My ministry. My platform. My this, my that. And the Holy Spirit's trying to say, hey, I love your gift. I gave you that gift. But if you don't mix that gift with the right stuff, that very gift can be your downfall. Come on, church. I know a lot of gifted people that are not really good. They're just not good people. You bite into them and... (laughs) Hallelujah. And so... this, This particular one here... Has... A whole different set of ingredients. Why don't you try the middle one, Luke? A little softer? Mm-hmm. A little softer. <laughs> There's just something missing in there. Can you, can you know what's missing? But you just know there's something missing. It looks good. It's got almost all the right stuff. But there's just that, 
thing. That there's something. You ever ate something like that and you go, man, this is pretty good, but there's just something missing. You ever walk into church and you go, well, this is a great place, but there's just something missing. I don't want to be a church like that. I don't, I, listen, I don't want to be so polished and so pretty. But then we leave something out because we're afraid that we might, you know, we might not, that might not fall in, in, in line with somebody's ideals and somebody's beliefs or whatever because some people get uncomfortable around the full measure and the full weight of what God is doing and I want to submit to you today that if we're gonna if we're gonna be a church that's genuine that's real that impacts our city that makes a difference that sees transformation then we got to say God I want it and I want it all I want you, Holy Spirit, to take full control of my life. I want you to get rid of me and you take over and you call the shots. Pastor Kyle said it, Jesus, take the wheel. You know, too many of us are like, you know, you're still got that. Remember back in the 70s when that bumper sticker was going around that said, God is my co-pilot? Remember that? That was supposed to be like... A, a spiritual message. God is my co-pilot. Only one problem with that. If God's your co-pilot, then you're in the wrong seat. And that's how we can develop a whole line of beliefs. And we can, de- we can de- really put together a whole set of practices. But if you leave anything out, you just know there's just something missing. You with me? And then it says, when applied consistently and carefully, the outcome is guaranteed and trustworthy. I guarantee you, if you follow the recipe, if you follow God's plan, if you're obedient to God's purpose, the outcome will always be the same. Come on. Now, now, when you cook like my mom cooked, she she was an awesome cook. I asked her one time, you know, I said, Mom, I want to make this from, you know, because I took up cooking later in life. No, it's serious. I mean, the truth is, um, I got hurt. I fell off a two-story building. Yeah, and I got a hundred stitches. It's, you can see, if you see, you know, when you come up and you see this scar that starts right here, and it went to the back of my head, I got, that's stitches. And it laid open my scalp and the membrane, and they had to put that all back together again. Terry says, she thanks God for that fall, because when I came around, suddenly I had this urge to cook. And I was laid up for a little bit, and I was so, you know, I hate television for the most part. And all the only thing, I, and this was when Emeril Lagasse was big on the Food Network. And I watched Emeril day after day, and all of a sudden, I'm buying, I'm buying new cookware, Emeril's cookware. I'm making, I'm making Baton Rouge style 
etouffee and and shrimp and ham jambalaya. I'm uh, creme brulee. You ever make creme brulee? It takes like a day and a half to make creme brulee. And I would, I was following all these recipes and doing all this and, and I, I would, then I got learned to cook and I asked my mom, I said, mom, I want your recipe for this. And she says, well, you just do this. this. The truth was she didn't really have a recipe. She just put a pinch of this, pinch of that. And I'm like, I'm watching. I'm trying like, wow, that's because, but I said, don't you fear sometimes that it's not going to turn out right because you got to do the same thing and you got to be consistent and because otherwise, it, you know, and she had all, some flops. But see, you and I have done the same thing because some of these things we wing and we just think we can get by on a pinch of this and a pinch of that. And, 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 and here's what Jesus said, you know, when the salt loses its savor, it's henceforth good for nothing. If you're not careful and you don't stay with the recipe, one day not too long ago, I made, I love, I love green beans. And I'm trying to be healthy, so I quit cooking them in bacon grease. But I just had this taste for green beans and I bought fresh ones. And then I, what I do is I, um, I fry a little onion in good healthy oil, canola. It's not near as good as bacon. Fry a little onion, put the green beans in, put chicken stock in it, season it up, and let it cook down. It's really tasty. But I was, I really wanted, you know what I love about green beans is that saltiness. And so I, I tasted it early and I panicked and I added a bunch of salt to it. And when it got done and it all cooked down, it was so salty you could barely eat it. Because see, as things cook, as things, as things begin to come together, I want you to, I want you to look at this. This is the difference between microwave Christianity and crockpot Christianity. Now you know I got a thing about crockpots and microwaves. See, a lot of the, what we're doing in the church is like microwave Christianity. We want to put it in for 30 seconds or a minute or two minutes and then it bing, it's done and, and all that. But I'm going to tell you something. Anybody who cooks and is worth their weight in any, you don't cook in a microwave. You warm things up, but it's really hard to get anything good cooked in a microwave. Why? It's fast, but it's not flavorful. Remember when microwaves first came out too and you cooked that stuff and, and it looked like it was raw and they, they tried to create browners to give you the illusion that it looked better, but it's still the same thing. It's fast, yes. I, I, I thought, wow, this is great. I love baked potatoes. I can bake a potato in two minutes. It's just not the same as baking that potato in an oven in salt and oil wrapped around it in a piece of aluminum and bake it for an hour and a half. Ooh, hallelujah. That's not fast. 
but it's flavorful. It makes a difference. It's not convenient. Or it is convenient. When you cook in a microwave, it's convenient. You know, when you work, I, I don't, you know, I, I know you got to come home sometimes and you got to make something quick. The kids are hungry and, and some of you precious ladies are working and you come home and, and I'm not ripping on you if you're cooking in a microwave. You know, your husband should get off his butt and learn to cook. Or shut up. All right. So anyway, <laughs> But it's convenient, but it's, but listen, it's not committed. When you really get to cooking, you gotta be committed to cook. There's, listen, if I don't have the time to cook, I just say forget it, we'll go out. Because I know it's gonna take, when I cook, it's gonna take some time. This is how the, this is how the Christian life is, folks. You can't just pop into church, give God a few minutes and then pop out and think you're going to walk in victory and walk in the fullness of God's promises. Yeah. It's easy, but it's not expedient. Cooking in a microwave is quick. It's easy. Now they got all these meals. Just pop it, ding it, and boom, it's as good as it's good as cooked on the stove. Bull. And you know it's not true. I, I don't even like popcorn cooked in a microwave. Cheater. But see, a crock pot, everybody say crock pot. So crock pot Christianity is different. Yeah, it's slow, but it's savory. You put everything in there and you got to leave it in there for the, the day, man. Set it all up and put it in there in the morning. Let it cook. Let all those flavors begin to marry and meld together. It's slow, but it's savory. Amen. It's messy. <laughs> it's not like microwave stuff, but it's memorable. When you really take the time to go after God the way we're supposed to go after God, it gets messy. But it's memorable. It's work, but it's worth it. Can you say amen? I don't know about you, but I'll take that crock pot and it's, and look at how simple that is. But there's such a, there's such a powerful thing. When you put it all together and you let it come together and you let it give it the time to, to, to do its thing. And, and when they get the finished product, man, it's just, it's, it's so good. Stay here, Luke, one more minute where I'm going to be done with you. Dangers to avoid. Only using one or two ingredients being one dimensional. Again, if you, if you're going to go this route, yeah, you can look good on the outside, but you're not going to, you're not going to be right. It's not going to be right. It's not going to turn out right. Number two, cutting corners and leaving out a few. Maybe it's just minor things, but it, but it's just not there. And here it says, thinking that sabotages the end result. In other words, I can just take a shortcut and I can just, I can cheat. Because that's what you're doing when you leave out things. You're cheating. You're selling yourself short. You're sabotaging the end result. 
Many people are sabotaging the end result of their, of their Christian walk because they're leaving essential things out and hoping that God won't notice. But I'm here to tell you, God does notice. He notices what you put in this because the fact of the matter is it's what you put in it is what you're going to get out of it. And it's time we quit, it's time we quit blaming God for our shortcomings. But when you put it all together, when you put it all together and it, and it, uh, and, and it has all the right ingredients in it. And I mean, this, this cake has everything in it that it's supposed to here, give that one a taste. That's a cake made from scratch. It took time. It took time to put all those ingredients together. It took effort because, you know, you don't cheat. You don't, you don't try to, you can't mimic this. You can't imitate this. You, you, you just have to follow it. You just have to pay the price to do that. And see, I want to read this scripture. All right. Thanks, Luke. Everybody give Luke a hand for being a taste tester. Who'd like to take this cake home with them? Nobody wants this one? This one? How many would like to take this one? He only took a little corner out of it. All right, you come up and grab it. The first one up after service, you can have it. You see, that's how it is. How many of you want a Christianity that doesn't work? How many of you want a Christianity that doesn't have the right end result? How many of you want a, how many of you want a faith that when you get to the end, it just leaves you dry and tasteless and, and just empty? And here's, here's a passage of scripture that I've been just meditating and this is the basis of what you know, I'm teaching here today on, and here's where you're going to find the ingredients that you're going to hear over the next six weeks. And we got some great, great teaching that's going to take place here. I'm excited about this. We're going to take our time. We're going to, we're going to bring these things together because I, I would venture to say that I personally have never taught on this passage of scripture in my life. I've never heard it taught. I've never seen it. But this is, this is Paul's writing to the Corinthians. This isn't some vague verse in the New Old Testament tucked away somewhere. This is right in the New Testament. And here's, here's where Paul is really laying it out. He says this, be careful. Hold firmly to your faith. Have courage and be strong. Do everything in love. You know that Stephanus and his family were the first believers in Achaia. And they have given themselves to the service of God's people. And I ask you, brothers and sisters, to follow the leading of people like these. And others who work hard and serve together with them. 
See, people wonder why we put such an emphasis in just getting people connected, getting people involved, because this is part of the ingredient. You can never become what God has intended you to be until you come together with God's people and you serve together and work hard as a team, because it's it's a team effort that makes the church shine and taste good. And the world says, that is one awesome thing right there. I want to be a part of that. But when you got people who won't come together, there's a missing ingredient. And so he, you got to take every one of these, every one of these ingredients. And let me read on. He says, I am happy that Stephanus, Fortunatus, and whatever have come. I double dare somebody to name their kid Achaicus or whatever that is. <sighs> I am happy that these guys have come. I'm listen, you are not here, but they have filled your place. You know what happens when you don't come forward and participate in what God's doing in the church, in the corporate life of the church, in what God is trying to do in this city? If you listen to me, if you don't come forward, somebody will come and take your place. God is not going to let, let his work suffer but listen to me why would you not want to be a part of what god is doing what are you afraid of what is hindering you are you said well I, I tried that once and i got hurt that's the whole crockpot christianity you know when you put the onion with the carrot people say oh i hate onions yeah and you got some people you hate too and God seems to be putting those people consistently in your path. And you know why? Because you carrots need an onion in your life. Hello. So I've seen people leave their jobs. They go, I, I know people, they go, I had to quit my job because this person on the job, I just couldn't stand them. And then they go higher in place B and guess who's the, guess who the first person they meet is? It's another person who's just like the person they ran from. I've seen people leave marriages and they said, I can't stand her anymore. I'm out of here. And then they get married and guess what? In their remarriage. I've seen people leave the church and say, I love you, Pastor Mike. But you know, it's people I can't stand. What? What, what, what is that? Where are you going to go and get away from people? And see, there's something missing. Maybe it's the love thing that's missing. Maybe it's courage. Maybe you don't have the guts to stick something out. Did I offend you? Guts? Intestinal fortitude. Is that better? Some of you need a, some of you need a gut check. You get so offended so easily. 
And the devil uses that to keep you from being what God has intended you to be. Because in your offense, you isolate and insulate yourself from the very people who God's put in your life to help push you on to the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Man, that's good preaching right there, Pastor Mike. You are not here, but they filled your place. They have been a great encouragement to me and to you as well. You should recognize the value of such people. So do you see where, you see where these ingredients are? When you honor people. I, I want to just, I want to challenge you and us as a church. I believe as a church, we need to step into a whole new realm of honor. You know, I wasn't, this is never, that, that hasn't always been my mindset. And I can even tell you, like as a pastor, you know, there was a time where where people were, people, I used people for their gifts. And I was wrong. Because I thought, I mean, it wasn't that I was, you know, it wasn't I was this mean guy. I just thought, well, they have this gift. Surely, you know, here, put it here. And, and my goal is to get your gift. And get people with a big gift. And the bigger the gift, the better. And if we get people with big enough gifts, then the church will get big. You know what I've learned? That it's not the size of your gift. It's not how pretty your icing is. It's what's here. It's what's on the inside. It's what, you know, that God's looking for. God is not looking for a, a, a church with great gifts. And I'm not, I've stopped trying to, I've stopped trying to get people with big gifts. You know what I want? I want people with a big heart. If you get people with a big heart, all that other stuff will take care of itself. And so these are the these are the things, and I, I put them in here, and I'll just get, we're going to close. I'm done. Here's the ingredients. So this is based right out of this. So I want you to want you to really look at this. We're going to study this, break this down. We're going to we're going to we're going to take a hard look at this and see where there's things. You're going to see things that need to be moved. You need to move into your life and and that here's the ingredients in that passage being spiritually alert. When he said be careful, be spiritually alert is what no sleeping, no spiritual slumber. Number 2 um, conviction. Hold firm to your beliefs is what he said. That means no compromise. A courage. No fear. Jay sang that this morning, man. It's like, a, man, he just I get wrecked when Jay sings that song. I'm no longer a slave to fear. 
love and no hate. A servant's heart, no laziness. Encouragement, no negativity. (laughs) And then finally, honor, no disrespect. See, we need to start honoring people for who God made them, not just for the gift that's in them. Honor is the most important, I think one of the most important ingredients in this whole thing. Because if you will honor someone and put them in a place of honor, here's what the Bible says. If you honor the prophet or give the prophet a drink in the name of the prophet, you receive the prophet's reward. And the real reason a lot of us can't receive from anybody is because we don't respect anybody. But let me tell you the whole big thing Paul gets to this in. The one person you have to honor first and foremost is Jesus. And the way you honor him is you put him first in your life. Bow your heads with me. Father, we just pray this morning that you'll speak to hearts about this recipe. Speak to us over these next six weeks, God, powerfully. As all these different ingredients come together, blend together and make God an outcome that gives honor and glory to you and reflects the true nature of who you are and who the church was created to be in you. Father, forgive us for trying to short-circuit the recipe. Father, we just pray that you'll draw hearts to Jesus like never before. God, that this is a church with great people. And that this church is already big in your eyes. Because you see it from the inside out, not the outside in. Holy Spirit, speak to people right now about what's missing right now, today. What, what's that thing that's missing? I'm going to invite the prayer team to come down to the front. Quickly take their place. If there's something missing, if there's something you need or would like prayer for, and it, may, and it doesn't even uh, doesn't have to just pertain to this. Maybe you need healing in your body. 
what you're missing is health and wholeness. So that's this is open for any need that you have. But given that today we've launched this and we're talking about the recipe, if there's something missing, especially if you have not made a commitment to Jesus, this is the opportunity. You can just walk down and they will pray with you and you can receive Jesus right here today. And Jesus can take all the flops of your life and turn them then to something beautiful, something awesome. Because that's what his work is. As the master baker, the bread of life. So Father, I ask you to speak to people today. I ask you to minister to people today. I ask you, Lord, to touch people here and around this altar in a very special way. And Holy Spirit, it's your work. It's your time to minister. And I just thank you for that. So I'm going to step down and Julie's going to come. I do want to invite you this Friday night to our worship time. We're just going to come out and get in the presence of God this Friday night. I really want to invite you to come. In a couple of weeks, we're going to be doing a water baptism on Sunday morning. I want you to get signed up. If you haven't been back, we're going to do it during worship and just have a hallelujah hold down and baptize people and and worship God and then have a great time in the Word. That's May 7th, I believe. And they got Mother's Day coming in May. A lot of great things coming. Thank you for being a part of City Point. If you want to go on further, see Julie. And we're here to get you plugged in and get you a part of this recipe. I want you to be a part. I want this to be the best crock pot in town.